Welcome to Fly on the Wall, a podcast where you have the opportunity to listen in on a live coaching conversation. Please make sure to like and subscribe. And now for today's episode. Dude, let's jump into it, man. What, uh, what, uh, what do you want to talk about today? How can I serve you? Well, I, got a, uh, I got a few different directions that we could go. I, I'm interested in your personal development. How do you keep growing? How do you keep fresh? Like, what do you, what's your, uh, you know, what's your kind of routine for doing that? Yeah, no, that's great. That's a good question. Yeah, you know, uh, um, there's for me personally, there's a few things that I do. One, uh, I've never not had a coach. Uh, I've had a regular coach all of, um, I shouldn't say all of my life, uh, for the last 13 years at least. Uh, so I have a spiritual, co- I have three different coaches. I have a spiritual coach. His name is Eddie Rince. Uh, he helps me spiritually. Uh, keeps me in line. Uh, and then I have a leadership coach. Uh, his name is um, Sam Chan, and he is my leadership coach. And then I have an organizational coach, and that is Dan Ryland. So Dan, I've been getting coaching from that guy for at least 12 years now. Um, so I think one of the big things for me is I constantly, here, here's the thing I think, Kyle, <clears throat> is that I constantly have a voice in my life, constantly. Um, so it's never, yeah, well, I get coaching from this guy and then maybe eight months later, I talk to him again. And then maybe once a year we get together, it's like, no, 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 you know, that doesn't work in the gym and that's not going to work developing yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going to, you can't go to the gym once and go every six months, like clockwork, I'm going to go to the gym. Well, that's just not going to, that's not going to work. You got to go all the time. You got to be consistent. So one is definitely, and I would say the number one thing is, I have consistent voices in my life. I think a lot of people do confuse. Uh, When I ask people if they have a coach, they'll usually cite some spiritual leader in their life from the past. And I'm like, that's great, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about the (laughs) spiritual side. What about your organizational side? What about your leadership side? What about someone that's challenging you? What about someone that's talking to you about, hey, what about structure? What about strategy? How are you growing? How's this developing? What are you guys doing for this? most people just cite a spiritual person. So I would say that you need that, but I would say that for me, um, I have constant people pouring in uh, and uh, I read a ton. And when I read, there's something different I do in the reading. I'll, I'll tell you that I think, I don't know if everybody does it. When I read, when I'm done reading a book or whatever, if you go into uh, my laptop, you'll see a thing called a, a file called teaching formulas. I take, and I'm not talking about scripture teaching, but from leadership standpoint, from my own personal life, I'll read a book and then I'll download maybe a page and a half or two pages of everything I learned in that book and what formulas I learned. Like, wow, that's that, that's five amazing ways on how to handle conflict. That's that's three incredible ways on how to create momentum. Wow, that's, that's four different ways on how to cast vision. So I read a book and I'll put it down. I read the book and then I go through and I'll spend probably a good hour and a half downloading the highlights from that book so that I have them in one long file of like, man, that that's how you do that. That's how you create momentum. That's how you cast vision. That's how you deal with mm-hmm. difficult staff. Um, so I would say those, those two areas, continual, consistent coaching and reading, and then downloading what I read into a teaching, what I call the teaching formulas. Hmm. That's so, fantastic, man. Yeah. But consistency is a key, Kyle. You know, uh, anybody that's been around me enough knows that I always say 
everything you want is waiting for you on the other side of consistency. Hmm. You know, it's like, man, I want to, I want to have more money. Well, save regularly and pay down your debt. I, I want to be in shape. Okay. Well, then you're going to have to do this consistently. I want a good marriage. Well, you're going to have to do this consistently. I want to be a great leader. I mean, a stellar leader. Okay. But you're going to have to do this consistently. And most guys I think would agree with that, but not everybody does it. Um, it's just like getting a coach in the gym. It's, it's, it's subjecting yourself to a certain amount of pain, right? And then <laughs> probably the things that your coaches say aren't always comfortable that you don't always nope. love what they have to say. Nope. Um, nope. I, mean, I, don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I hear you say that and I'm scared to death. <laughs> just, just being honest. I'm like, this is, oh, I, uh, yeah, there's one of my coaches and I won't say his name, but, uh, man, does that guy can get in my grill sometimes? Like, why are we still struggling with this? I mean, I feel like we've talked about this four times, you know, and I'm like, you know, but if you don't subject yourself to it, if you don't open yourself to it and you're like, yeah, there's this guy I talked to about once every year, twice a year, it's like, Okay, but I wouldn't do that. I would be so consistent with personal development, really consistent with it. Um, and over time, man, you just start seeing a difference. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. 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 So I'm kind, of, I'm kind of interested in that, and I'm, and I'm kind of also, I'm basically development, developing myself, developing my staff. How, what, what are the best ways to go about developing? myself and developing my staff. I guess that was the two questions that I kind of had. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, what do you do personally right now that you develop yourself and then what areas do you think you need to grow in, in, in developing yourself? Yeah. I mean, right, right now, um, spiritually, um, I started, I changed my, uh, my routine. I was mm-hmm. getting up early and, and going and doing some workout stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I realized that like 4 a.m. to 10 a.m. is like my best time of the day to actually get work done. And so I, I started coming in um, and I'm, I'm doing quite a bit of reading, but I'm, I'm not doing the I'm not doing the uh, teaching formula. So that's a good note that I'll take down, you yeah. know, going going back to what I read and actually, you know, um, summarizing the things that I specifically got out of it. So I'm doing a lot of reading. Um, I'm doing some journaling to really kind of go back and each week, like, you know, okay, so this is what I'm journaling about. And then instead of just, I journaled and then I'm putting the journal away, going back and, you know, where, where am I growing in these areas and trying to highlight some things that I need to see growth in. So I'm, I'm doing that. Um, but I don't really have like a, like a specific, like I'm, I'm shooting for this or I'm trying to right. grow in this area. I'm just trying to be more consistent in, um, doing some of the same things, reading, journaling, um, growing in prayer. Um, yep. So, good, good. You, did you say you start at four a.m.? Yeah, I try to have my. I try to be out of my house and in my office. Copy made by four a.m. So, <laughs> goodness, wow, that's awesome. What time do you get up? I mean, what time do you, have, what time do you go to bed? Uh, well, in a perfect world, I go to bed between nine and nine thirty, but it doesn't always happen like that. So and you're up right now it's base 315, 3.30. That's the beauty of rural America. I can be to my office in like 90 seconds. <laughs> that is true. 
<laughs> I live in Southern California. If you're nine miles away, that could take two or three hours. <laughs> but not at four in the morning. <laughs> That's true too. <laughs> That's awesome. I love what you're doing. I love that you're being consistent with it. Um, that's awesome. Tell, tell me where you think you need to grow in your personal development strategy. Like, okay, it sounds like I'm up, I'm reading, I got the coffee or, you know, I'm working on my prayer. I'm working on my own personal development. I'm reading books. What do you think? Mm, I've never done that. Or I, I used to, and I, I need to do that again. Where do you think you need to grow in your personal development? What do you need to add to it? I just don't know that I'm doing a good job. Like if, if I were going to do uh, something in the gym, I could easily say, I want to add, you know, 10 pounds to my bench press, or I want to lose 10 pounds on the scale. I want to decrease my body fat by 5%. All of those things are fairly obvious, yep. but in the, in this development piece, personally and spiritually, the kind of, I don't have kind of these obvious, you know, um, things that I'm shooting for. And so I think, you know, you know, the old adage, if you're not aiming for anything, you know, you'll, you, you never miss, but you never hit anything either. So, yeah. And so I think that's what I'm missing is, is clarity. Some guy said something like in, in the absence of clarity, people come to their own conclusions. I have that on my wall. Some guy, some total weirdo from California that's right. <laughs> with big teeth and a big head. Yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, I wrote that in one of my books. And uh, um, let me, let me ask you this. Do you have consistent voices in your life? Uh, no, I would say no. I mean, I would, I think that's part of the problem is I think uh, in a lot of, in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm the leader in every situation in my life. And I, so I don't know that I have, but I have people that I look up to people that I respect, but I don't have somebody that's like cracking the whip so to speak coaching you and do you uh do you don't have someone because no one's kind of crossed your path or you don't have someone because you haven't sought it out or you don't have someone because you've not made it a priority what would you say that is uh i would say uh i haven't sought it out i haven't made it a priority and also be if i'm honest like i am you know like it is scary right it is so it's like going to the gym and getting a coach and and they expect you to be there and they're you know ringing your phone if you're not showing up and so right right Wow. Okay. Well, um, I love what you're doing, getting up early. I love all of that. I would definitely um, advise you to find a voice in your life. I, you know, when you asked me the question on, on personal development, if you think back a few minutes ago, the very first thing I said was the voices in my life. I didn't talk about yeah. the books I read. I didn't talk about the teaching formulas and you yeah. know, downloading everything. I went to the voices yeah. because for me, mm -hmm. I, don't, I, I would say it's my number one number one, uh, personal development, uh, where I've seen the greatest fruit is simply like, I just got voices in my life that I, and you, you got to consider, like, I'm going on a dozen years here of having one of the same voices in my life because that I liken it to baseball. Cause I love baseball. I'm like this guy's on third, I'm on second. And I still haven't caught up to him. I'm still asking questions. How do you do this? What do you do about that? Man, I love the way you cast vision and the way you get people on board and the way you're able to work with high level leaders and how do you become more attractional as a leader? And how, how do you get people to follow? He just, you know, these guys just speak into my life and mm -hmm. man, I, I, I would encourage you to get a voice, get voice or voices in your life that, um, will be consistent. Um, 
And uh, I, here's an interesting thing, because you said, like, in a fitness world, they're going to call you where you're at. My coaches don't do that. They're like, if you're not hungry enough to call me, and you're not hungry enough to be on time, then that's okay. Um, I got mm -hmm. other people I can talk to. It. So we always say in coaching, the agenda travels up. So it's like, I got to go with them, like, okay, here's my questions. Here's my problems. Here's my challenges. Um, and that's, that's a, it's kind of an interesting way of looking at it. But anyway, I would encourage you to <clears throat> look at voices and, and who could I have a, a voice, start with one, maybe two, uh, not just spiritual, but like, man, who's speaking to my leadership? Who's helping me organize what the next level looks like? You know, I know what, you know, a pastor might say, I know what 500 looks like. I don't know what a thousand looks like. I don't know what 1500 looks like. I don't know what, it, I don't know why I'm not able to attract high level leaders and get okay leaders, but only get great leaders around me. Why is that? Mm -hmm. uh, and there's just, there's a lot to learn from just having voices. So you also mentioned about staff development. What do you, mm -hmm. uh, talk to me a little bit about that. What, what do you, what's happening there? What are you doing currently? Yeah, I have, I have great people. Uh, I have great people on my staff. I don't think I have the right people on the bus. Um, but I think just, you know, helping them to uh, helping them to grow their own leadership and yeah. helping them uh, be being a voice in their life in a way. Um, and then, you know, just having the right expectations for them to help them to be successful. Yeah. I, I think I, uh, when I was when I was young in leadership, I always kind of just thought, like, I'm passionate, like, you don't have to tell me what to do. I'm going to go out and do it. I'm going to go out and get it done. So my expectation was always that that's how people would operate. That if they're passionate, oh, you're passionate about youth ministry. All right, I'm not tell you what to do. You'll go out and get it done. But I realized that's not that's not the way it works. You actually have to lead and direct and help people to develop themselves. Yep. Yeah, you do. Well, uh, that's awesome. I, I'd say a couple things to that uh, on staff development. Again, um, be a broken record, but I'd come back to consistency. I watch pastors say, hey, this is what I'm going to start doing. And then you check in six months later. Yeah, we haven't done it in the last couple of months because, you know, my grandma's funeral and then this happened. And I'm like, OK, you know, but uh, man, if you're going to be inconsistent, you're never going to get what you want. And uh, um, you've got to be consistent. Whatever you choose, be consistent. Whatever you choose to do, be consistent. Biggest thing I love to do and uh, say it all the time is I love grabbing a book and taking the guys through it and the gals through it, you know, the, the leadership team, the circle. Uh, I call that leadership circles. Grab a book twice a month, go through chapter one and two. Then the next time, chapter three and four, spend probably an hour just going through a couple chapters. They come prepared already. I've read those chapters, but you're talking about them. You're growing in that. That is a, that is, that is a great thing to do as well. The other thing that I would say is um, I think it's important. Um, I've been to your church, spoken there a few times. I know some of the staff. Uh, you got a great church in Nebraska. Uh, it's awesome. Um, the one thing that I would say is um, meeting regularly with them and helping them identify what are their personal development goals and what are their ministry goals. Not what do we... Here's what people do. They set a goal in January and then they don't revisit it every week or every other week. Uh, and then, you know, June rolls around and you ask someone, hey, what was your 2022 goals? They don't even know what they are. Uh, most people I know they don't even know what they are by, you know, by June, probably I mean by February. Uh, but one thing I would encourage you to do, first, be consistent. Second, take them through books. That way you're constantly having leadership conversations with them. That's what I love about going through a book. It creates leadership conversations. 
Um, and you're constantly investing in them. You know, you, you can't get something out of someone unless you're willing to put investment in. And then uh, the third thing I would say is that accountability. <clears throat> Here's what I would do, Kyle. Your top leaders, your children, your youth, whatever, your, your, your worship, I would create just a word doc with, with them that you keep for them. I would meet with them if I were you. I don't know how many department heads you have, but let's say you got four or five. I would meet with them probably every other week, one-on-one, one-on-one check-ins, maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes at the most. You know, just, hey, man, last time we met, let, let's, you know, role-playing here. You're, you're my staff member. Hey, Kyle, last time we met was two weeks ago. You know, maybe you're the youth pastor. You had said, man, um, that you needed to start working on some, some uh, uh, getting more volunteers. You said you were working on summer camp. You said you were working on getting more leaders. You said you were going to start investing in your leaders. How's that going? Tell me what's happening there. Our goal is to get to 100 kids in the youth group and to get to 15 leaders. How are we doing? Uh, what can I help you with? What's, what's going on? So whenever I work with a staff member, what I would say is, what is it that you need to work on? Break it down into pieces and then put a timeline on it. What's the big goal? This is what I, the way I do it. What's the big goal? What's the milestones? Like, okay, we want to accomplish this over the next six months. Okay, but what are the three things we're going to have to accomplish in the next six months? You don't just lose 20 pounds if you want to get in shape. You lose five first and then you lose the next five. Uh, same thing here. It's like, okay, what do you want to accomplish? And then have help them break it down and then put timelines on it. Okay. So by August, we're going to have this done, right? By October one, we're going to have this done, right? By December one, we're going to have this done, right? And then we break it down and then we're holding them accountable to their own personal development, but also to the development of their ministry. And it, it, it sounds like a lot, but you get into a rhythm where you're just being a coach. That's the one thing that I think that pastors miss sometimes is that you are the pastor and you're the leader and all that. But there is a hat you wear called coach. Like, okay, how can I bring out the best in this staff member? What's happening personally? What are the two big goals you've got over the next six months? How do we break it down? Checking in. And then I'm, the reason I keep an ongoing word doc of everybody that uh, staff or anybody I coach, anything like that, is so I can go back and go, okay, last time we met was two weeks ago. Here's what you said. Last time we met two weeks ago, we said this, don't, or, Hey, you know, don't forget coming up. You have this due August 1st. How's that coming along? How can I help you? That mm -hmm. sense of big goal milestones, and then putting timelines on it is really important. It causes them to create a rhythm into accomplishing goals for their life. Most of them are most pastors I found, especially staff pastors, they're just sort of getting by. Like we got through another Sunday. We got through another Tuesday night youth group. We got through another. It's like, no, no, no. Where are we going? Where do we plan on being six months from now? Don't do yeah. five years, 10 years, you know, do like six months. Where, where do, what do we need to do? Um, so those are, those are some of the things. I don't know what you're personally doing. I don't know how that hits with you, but I'll toss it back over. Oh to you. yeah, man. Yeah, that's perfect, man. I mean, I, I think that I, you know, that's, and I, I want to be careful saying this because I, you know, I've listened to these and I hear you say successful churches aren't saying like pre-COVID. And so yeah. um, I, I'm, 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 I'm trying not to say pre-COVID at the same time. I feel like, you know, for the last 18 months to two years, 
we went from being like, this is where we're going and having clear measurable milestones to like, we're just getting by and we need to like, you know, we're kind of in neutral, just rolling along and we need to yeah. kick it out of neutral and back into gear. And like, this is where we're headed. Yep. So that's a great, well, that's a great analogy, Kyle. Cause I think a lot of people were there, you know, you, we all kicked into survival mode. And let's just be honest, the whole world was in survival mode. But at some point, it's like, you know, like a stick shift on a car, you know, it's like, all right, time to put it back in fifth gear. Let's go. You know, we got to get yep. back into rhythm. We got to get back into planning uh, and back into uh, development. And uh, allow also, I was going to say, just allow when you're working with your children's pastor, youth pastor, whatever, and you're helping them create goals, make sure that they're contributing to the goals because people support what they create. People always support with, if you tell them what the goals are, that's not going to work. You got to help them collaborate. And they got to be enough goals that, uh, and enough objectives, like, man, I'm going to raise up 10 more leaders, or I'm going to get 20 new volunteers or whatever it is. They've got to be enough that it's like, well, that's going to take some work. Uh, not so much that it's impossible, but it's got to be something that takes some work. You got to stretch them. If you don't stretch them, then it's I just, don't. yeah. So man, anything else I can help you with today? Man, that's a, that's a ton. I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I think I, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a card guy and I've got. Card <laughs> <laughs> <Our> guy. <laughs> yeah. So. Awesome. I, uh, I, I've got a ton of notes. I, I really appreciate it. I think, um, man, the voices in your life. I mean, I, that's a, that's a huge challenge. That's a, you know, a huge encouragement. And that's, I mean, I think until I fix that, you know, that's the one thing that I have to fix more than anything else. So. Well, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm so glad that you say that's the one thing I got to fix because the church and the staff rarely outpace the leader. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, you're the one that sets the tone. You're the one that sets the rhythm. It's like the lead car in the NASCAR when he's, you know, everybody's following behind that one car, you know, that kind of leads them. Yeah. If he goes 10 miles an hour, they go 10 miles an hour. If he goes 60, they go 60 as these kind of, you know, yeah. set the, the track. Same thing with you. You're setting up the track. And if it goes 10 miles an hour, yeah. six miles an hour, it's you. Uh, but inviting voice or voices into your life on a consistent basis will change everything about you and will change everything about your staff. You watch, I've seen it. If it didn't work, mm. I wouldn't have been doing it for 12 years. In my yeah. own life, it works. Yeah. It really does. And I think that's, I think that's why that was the one thing I got a big, you know, I write on my walls cause I want to keep stuff in front of me. And I got a big, you know, thing that I wrote on my wall. It says speed of the leader, speed of the team. And that's what I've been constantly praying about thinking about, like, you know, I, I have, I've got to move forward in a way um, before anything else is going to happen. So that's the thing I want to know about from you. And I appreciate, I mean, you, you hit it right on the head is having that voice. And so yeah. thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, dude, always great talking with you. If I can ever help you, man, uh, it's, uh, just let me know and tell the family I said hello. All right. Thanks, Chris. Have okay, a great bye. day. We'll see you, man. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for stopping by today. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and to be on the lookout for more podcasts from Fly on the Wall. See you next time.